Thompson, four-man rush. He's going to roll to the left, throw to the end zone. Has a man in Coombs. Touchdown. Anthony Coombs in his first team of the season. Comes back and scores. It is week 11 in the Canadian Football League. Welcome to TSN CFL Weekly. It's across the TSN radio network. I'm Andy McNamara. Get me on Twitter at AndyMC81. Instagram at AndyMCSports. And we're delivered by Domino's, folks. Got to get yourself a medium feast pizza just loaded with toppings. Just $10.99. Medium feast pizza. Get some pasta as a side dish. Boneless chicken. Marbled cookie brownie for dessert. Check it all out at Domino's.ca. Delivery or carryout dominoes.ca. Great show for you today. From the CFL on TSN, my old buddy Kate Burness will stop by to go over what has been a fascinating few weeks in the Canadian Football League. We'll swing around all the big stories coming out of Week 10 and looking ahead to Week 11. Also, Scott Cullen from tsn.ca power rankings, CFL fantasy tips. Boy, how good Trevor Harris has been playing for the Ottawa Red Blacks for your fantasy team. It's too bad that the Red Blacks are on a bye this week. So we'll get into power rankings and CFL fantasy tips with Trevor Harris. We're also going to try to get on the line from the Montreal Alouettes running back Terrell Sutton. We're going to try to do it. Might be some scheduling conflicts there, but we will try to get Terrell Sutton on the line. Also, my game picks for Week 11. But let's get to the news and notes from around the league. It's time for Three Downs on CFL Weekly with Andy McNamara, bringing you inside the largest headlines around the Canadian Football League. First down. You know, excuses why there is none because they just came out and played better than us in that entire first half. Um, you know, proud of the guys for responding and coming back in that second half, um, but ultimately not, not enough to get the job done. All right, so in first down, the Saskatchewan Rough Riders uh, shocked the CFL world. The undefeated Calgary Stampeders are no more. They dethroned the Kings, dethroned the undefeated 7-0 Calgary Stampeders, now 7-1, and and not just beat them, put the boots to them. 40-27 to after the Jerron Carter, did the, the, all the controversy, letting him go. No real explanation. Heat coming down on Chris Jones and the Rough Riders, and they do that. Is this team that beat the Stampeders the real Rough Riders, or is it a one-off? Well, the TSN CFL panel, Rod Smith, Milk Stiegel, Davis Sanchez, and Jim Barker, take us through. Jim, the Stampeders have finally lost. Are these the real Riders who beat them, or wait a minute, is this just one game? Chris Jones has cleaned up his locker room. He's brought oh. Rob back back to, to for leadership. And he's got Zach Caleros, the quarterback he targeted in the offseason, now playing solidly Jim, Jim, and playing with Jim. confidence. And I know you're a great GM, great head coach, great offensive coordinator, but this was one game. I need to see this on a consistent basis. They did a great job in this game, but can they do it next week? It's and taken the week them after that. eight games to get to this point. That's the, the talent. Mm. Here's what I see. The talent finally equals the result here. This team has been talented since the offseason, since I said they may be the most talented team in the league. Let's see and if they can they, do they it next week. They showed something today. Something. All right, let's get to second down. Second down. You know, it was pretty sad for me that, you know, I took some shots tonight, took a big one on my elbow, had to come out for a couple plays, and, um, you know, shook that one off, came back on the field and got booed by the whole stadium that I was coming back out there. Um, you know, that one was pretty hard for me tonight. 
Okay, this storyline is very interesting. I can see both sides of it. Did Winnipeg quarterback Matt Nichols have a right to be upset with Blue Bombers fans after they booed him last game? Fans have a right to be there, but he got hurt, cheered that he was hurt. Did he have a right to be upset? And even if he was, should he have expressed it? Well, the CFL panel weighed in on that too, as well as should there be touchdown celebration penalties? Let me ask the Hall of Fame Blue Bomber this question. You know what Bomber fans are like? Should Matt Nichols be upset with them for booing him? Is Troy Westwood here? <laughs> it comes with the territory. Uh, he may think it's unfortunate. He may think it's unfair. But like I said the other day, I played with two of the greatest quarterbacks in Winnipeg Blue Bomber history, Kahari Jones, Kevin Glenn, and they got booed and they handled it well. He should. I'd be mad. I'd be mad if I was Matt Nichols. Honestly, I'll be pissed. Uh, I'll be pissed. You know why? This is because they booed. Football. They booed the wrong guy. You don't boo a guy who's putting max effort in and is buying in. That's the only reason I'd be mad. Boo a guy who's not putting in the effort. This is That's pro football. The day quarterbacks start. Half the fans want him replaced. Thank you. The day a head coach <laughs> starts, you. half the people want him replaced. Yeah. That's the nature of pro football. Sorry. That's what makes it so great for fans. Get some and, thicker skin. And people like celebrations too, guys. Hey, Chesney, got to ask you about Darvin and the Duke. Darvin Adams picks ah. up a camera after a touchdown. No penalty. <laughs> then Duke Williams does this, entertaining some fans. One's a penalty, one's not. Should any of these be penalties? Uh, it's got to be some consistency. That's all I say with this. Got to be consistency. I like both of them. I think it's fun. It's entertaining, but it's got to be consistent. Uh, that's that's where I go with this. Well, well for me, uh, I love the Duke. I love that one, and I also love Darvins. But that should be a penalty because you can't celebrate when you're getting molly. That's a penalty I'm amongst all for the players. Celebration, but come on, not when you're getting molly wop, Darvin. I love you, but you're getting molly wop and you're celebrating. Please, this is the fun league. This is the league where you can go do those things. Watching players up with fans and doing the things that they they they're. Allowed to do in this league for celebration is what makes the CFL great. Yes. Don't don't throw more flags. We don't need more flags. Now it's always great to have opinion whether we agree with them or not, and always better still we can work in the word mollywop. <laughs> ready break. <laughs> Third down. You know, that's the team we are after the last two weeks. Uh, will that be maintained? Well, uh, stay tuned. You know, I don't like to. I don't like to label our team. I'll label our team when the season is over and we find out really who we are. And third down, the Argonauts. Second straight comeback victory. Quarterback McLeod Bethel-Thompson. I call him the law firm. Some people call him Macbeth. McLeod Bethel-Thompson does it again in only his second start. Two pro starts. Two comeback victories. TSN's Rod Smith and Milt Siegel break down Toronto's win over the Lions, but also give some love to the Argos' defense. Another second-half comeback by the Argos, yes, mm. but Milt right down to the wire once again. Just because of a couple of turnovers, this this game had a real feel of uncertainty right down to the final. Yeah, it was really weird, a typical CFL-type game, and the game is never over, of course, until the last gun. And, and you look at these last two minutes of the game, and Marcus Ball had a lot to do with what was going on. This right here, this interception, this seals the deal. But I think Marcus was celebrating a little bit. You saw him starting to high knee and put the ball in one hand, thinking about what touchdown celebration he was 
Bills going to do? Great hustle by the Chris Rainey. He recovers the ball. And this is not what you want to do. You don't want to give the ball back to a star like Travis Lule. But this Toronto defense comes up big. You see Jermaine Gabriel with the big hit. And who recovers it? None other than Marcus Ball making a great play. This was a big win for these Toronto Argonauts. Two wins in a row. This puts them back in the picture in the East. They had a, rec- a, a, a great crowd there. Great win for them. Also, James Wilder Jr. is getting back on track. And Macbeth, as we like to call yeah. him, is a second-half quarterback. He's doing a great job. Two wins and two starts. Pretty good. I remember talking about that nickname, Macbeth. Kind of a tragic figure. He didn't <laughs> mind that, though, actually. He just, you know, he was the star of the show. Uh, well, you know, once again, there's a lot more to it yes. than just McLeod Bethel-Thompson. But a win is a win. That's the main thing. He gets two starts. The Argos have two victories. They improved to 3-5. and five. BC Lions, after that great win over Edmonton last week, falling to a record of 3-5. and five. All right, so there you go. That was three downs, the top storylines. Hey, Shaw. CFL top performers of the week. Quarterback Mike Riley. It seems if you play the Montreal Alouettes, you put up the big numbers, you're probably going to get yourself a CFL performer of the week nod in some capacity. Riley deserves it. 424 passing yards over the Alouettes. He had 400 the last time they played, too. 290 of those in the first half. A sick completion percentage of 88.5%, 32 of 42. Three touchdowns, also ran one in. Just just amazing. Also put Riley in the 25,000-yard passing club and gave Edmonton 33 first downs. Like, just, what can you say about Mike Riley? Guy's a stud, especially against inferior competition like the Montreal Alouettes, how they're rolling right now. Man, that is a... Mike Riley was just lights out. Also, on the CFL top performer list, you have defensive back Nick Marshall, and that is a long way... That Saskatchewan defense in what beat the Calgary Stampeders. Remember, Zach Claris didn't throw a touchdown. Didn't throw a touchdown. It was the defense and special teams that stepped up. Marshall earned two touchdowns. Two in the 40-27 victory over the Rough Riders, alongside 67 yards off an interception and a defensive tackle. My goodness. Nick Marshall. Absolutely sensational. The second one, by the way, a second touchdown came on the ground in the third quarter. Found a lane through traffic. Three-yard run. How about that? Guy's doing it both sides of the ball. I guess, hey, uh, Deron Carter, you're not the only one that can play two sides of the ball. And then also with the Rough Riders, Jordan Williams-Lambert, and he's a receiver. This is important for the Rough Riders. You need someone to step up with Deron Carter no longer in the pitcher. So first-year receiver, Jordan Williams-Lambert, part of the winning squad there, 152 receiving yards on 10 targets. Uh, No touchdowns, but was a big way, and I wonder, moving forward, if he could be a target, someone to compliment Naaman Roosevelt. Very interesting. We're going to step aside. After the break, Kate Burness from the CFL and TSN panel joins me to go over all the storylines from Week 10 and look ahead to Week 11 right here on CFL Weekly across the TSN radio network. Hungry? Domino's has you covered. Grab any medium feast pizza for only $10.99 or dive into our delivery and carryout specials at dominoes.ca. Domino's is more than just pizza. Try our delicious side dishes like pasta and chicken wings and don't forget our irresistible marbled cookie brownie for dessert. Perfect food for the big game if you're in a hurry or just because. Check out all the great deals at dominoes.ca. That's dominoes.ca. Welcome 
Welcome back to CFO Weekly across the TSN radio network. I'm Andy McNamara. Get me on Twitter at MC81. As you know, people brought to you, delivered by Domino's and CFL Weekly. Go to Domino's.ca today. Get yourself a medium feast pizza. All those great toppings for just $10.99. Check out the marbled cookie brownie for dessert. Do it. You won't regret it. Domino's.ca. I am so excited to bring on my next guest. We go back a long ways, all the way back to Durham College, a Durham Lords reunion. You know her from Sports Center. You know her from the CFL and TSN panel. Kate Burness. Kate, how are you? Oh, Andy, it's great to be back together. Yes, a reunion. A re- and talking CFL football, what could be better? And man, Kate, there are this CFL season, I don't know about you, but it seems like there's so many more storylines, just juicy stories packed in each week. Most recently coming up, Johnny Manziel still not practicing, probably won't play. Uh, this is, and we want Johnny to be healthy, of course, but just from a fan perspective, this is tough because he looked like he was just starting to make those strides, right? Yeah, and you know what? I mean, the first game, obviously, was, yeah. I mean, let's, let's be honest, it was a complete and utter train wreck. And it, it's fascinating working with the panelists, though, and I love because they have, they have an insight that you and I will never have. Sure. And it's obviously shocking. We didn't play a game. <laughs> but, you know, what's around Johnny Manziel right now in Montreal is not a lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jim Barker keeps calling them, I'm so sorry, I know you're a Browns fan, but the Browns are the CFL. Oh. And they made such good strides in that second game against the Red Blacks with Johnny under center. And then you saw that hit. And I don't know about you, but I saw that hit live, and I was like, oh, that looks, that looks brutal. But then he was getting to work on his neck, and you're like, okay, maybe, maybe he's all right. And then, of course, he went back in the game. And then it proceeds to he's under uh, concussion protocol. So i got to tell you, at this point, and especially for a team like the Montreal Alouettes, uh, they need Johnny football. If yeah. for anything, just for an ounce of hope, it's kind of like the Blue Jays right now with Vladdy Guerrero Jr., so they need him to get in there for some star power. And as I said, he was able to find chemistry with the talent that he did have around him. So that says something as well. I mean, this is a franchise who hasn't had QB since Anthony Calvillo yeah. dying for something. Johnny football is exactly what the CFL needs. He's a talented young kid. He's marketable. People know him. They're watching I was in New York for his debut, and I'll tell you this, Andy, I walked by all the bars I walked by. Every single one except for one bar had that game on. And really? Had, in New York City? Too. So that wow. tells you everything you need to know of what Johnny Manziel brings to the CFL. You can like him, you can hate him, I don't really care. But from a marketing standpoint, he's been fantastic, and they need him healthy. And i got to tell you, it's not a good sign that he's not practicing right now. I don't don't see him going again this weekend, but who knows. Yeah, and and Kate, this is you mentioned his time with the Browns there, and uh, this is similar to me for when he started in Cleveland because Johnny plays like he's 6'5". That's part of what made him such an exciting college quarterback. The problem is he's not 6'5", and he risked his body as well, sacrificed it, and also got concussed back in Cleveland. So hopefully this is the final wake-up of, okay, play smarter. Be like a Drew Brees, Russell Wilson type where you can move around but get out of bounds, slide, protect yourself. That's the only way he's going to stay on the field. Well, and that's exactly it. But for his perspective as well, 
pretty much his last shot. Y- yes. So yeah. I, I kind of understand at the same point, and it's really easy to be critical of, of quarterbacks. I mean, watching Lamar Jackson last night, too. I'm like, what is he doing? Why would he slip? Why would he not slide? <laughs> but then again, too, this is a guy who's trying to prove himself. Yeah. You know, Make for Johnny impact. in the CFL, Lamar obviously in the NFL. And we can sit here as armchair critics and say, okay, I don't know what you're doing and why you're risking your body. But when push comes to shove, if this is all they've got, then in the moment, they're probably not thinking, hmm, I really need to protect myself. They're thinking, my God, this is my football career on the line. I'm going to get that touchdown. So I think that's the only saving grace in the whole situation. And honestly, at the time, too, the hit looked bad. But then when he got to the sideline, I'm like, he's okay. Um, but those smiling. lingering effects, too. Who, who knows, right? Yeah, exactly. And, and you're right, Kate, in that these guys, part of what gets you to that level of pro football is your competitive edge. It's not in their, their mindset at that point to be like, okay, I'll be cautious. When you get established, then the Russell Wilson strategy of, okay, make sure, hey, you're, or if that was always your style, fine. But... He is going for it, and you're right. This is his last shot, so we'll, we'll have to see. Uh, and Antonio Pipkin uh, isn't as quite exciting a draw on Friday night, No, is it? I mean, I don't, <laughs> I don't think you're going to see as many Pipkin jerseys as you would Manziel jerseys over in Montreal right now. You know what, though? I'll give you the, a great example. Like, I was just in Montreal on the weekend, um, and my cousin lives there, and he is 21 years old. Guess where he was when they signed Manziel? He has not seen an Alouettes game in five years. Wow. And he was right there at Molson Stadium. He said to me straight up, if, they're, if he's playing Friday night, he's going to be there again. He wanted to buy a T-shirt, for goodness sake. <laughs> You're talking about a kid who's a diehard NFL fan, loves college football as well. So that's the audience you're bringing into the stadium. A guy from work, one of our producers last night, he said to me, he goes, well, I'm going to Montreal for a poker tournament this weekend. And he said, if Manziel's starting, I'm going to go to the game. So wow. they're like, you think about the overall draw that this guy has too, and it is so crucial for him to get back in. It's so true. In conversation with Kate Burness from SportsCenter, from CFL on TSN on Twitter, at Kate Burness. Let's go to one of the other crazy storylines over the last couple of weeks, Kate, and that's Deron Carter. He's still not signed. The Alouettes, who have no business turning down any sort of talent, say no thank you. Like, this just feels to me like there is something beyond Carter being a diva, because we all knew that. Like, him being cut and then not being signed and, and kind of floating around. This is a, it's a strange situation for someone with such talent. Yeah, especially two-way talent. I think that's yeah, the big thing. Yeah. At the beginning of the season, too, when uh, when they had him obviously playing DB a lot with all the injuries, and he had that pick six on Trevor Harris, and he ran back. And I'm, that's the, I mean, his second start at, at DB, and he's doing that again. I'm like, my, the talent of this guy is exponential. And then we know how good of a receiver he is. He had over 1,000 yards for the Riders last year. And then to ax him the way he does. Now, we know Chris Jones does things the way Chris Jones uh-huh. wants, right? Yeah. He's got a certain way of things. He wants who he wants, and that's, it's his way or the highway, basically. Get that. I always thought with Carter that there was enough talent there that that kind of overrode that. Well, I guess it wasn't the mm. case in the end. And you can't look at the riders in the last game against the Stampeders, which was phenomenal, by the way, and say, that's all because of Jerron Carter wasn't there. No. Their defense is so sensational. People oh, don't sure. speak enough. At the beginning of the year, I said that's the best front four in the entire league. It just took them a little bit of time to get there. Charleston Hughes is just oh, a, a menace to quarterbacks, yeah. to be quite honest. So, was it all Jerron Carter not being there? Absolutely not. But maybe, just maybe, there are always things in locker rooms that you and I, like not being an analyst, that you and I will never know. Yeah. 
and behind maybe, the scenes. And maybe there was something going on in the locker room where they're like, this guy is not contributing. He's not helping. He's not bringing that team unit together. So whatever changes had to be made were made. And it certainly looks good on Chris Jones right now, beating the best team in the league in the Calgary huh. Sam Peters. So I got to tell you that in my opinion, even though, you know, they got off to that amazing start, that was probably the most fun game I've watched all season just because watching mosaic rock like that, it was a sold out it's crowd. So fun. And that's the epitome of the CFL right there. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, that phenomenal defense, big time names on that, on on D and taking down a guy like Bo, they got. I mean, Bo was rattled for goodness sake. Sure, never see that. So I I don't know because I think it's been too long now. I mean, the Alouettes are a desperate team. They're not signing Deron Carter. Why? So, yeah, I, exactly. So Andy, I don't see him playing in the CFL. Jeez, I don't. I know, which is which is which is just crazy to me because yeah. of his talent. Like, it's so mind-blowing. From a, a fa- just a fan perspective, it's disappointing. But yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. There's, there's got to be behind-the-scenes stuff. One more for you here, Kate. Uh, Matt Nichols, is this fair or foul? Upset with the fans for booing him. We know uh, how fans are, right? But but he to come out and say it, I don't know. What do you think? I think it's absolutely fair. I, I was so disappointed in that Winnipeg crowd that mm. game. And it is, and as Milt said, too, on the panel, he's seen enough Winnipeg quarterbacks in his time to know. But, you know, we're talking about a team that had a three-game winning streak coming yeah. into that. They looked great. Nichols had been playing fantastic. Strebler behind him, what a great combination. They were, their fan base was cheering, singing his praises for three straight weeks. Did he have a rough game? Absolutely. He also took a pretty big shot in that game, sure. too, though. And then he stuck it out. And the reason we know he stuck it out was just to prove to everyone, look, I'm going to finish off this game. And you know what? I have the mental and the physical strength to do this. I just don't love when you boo a quarterback like that. And they were, it was pretty relentless booing at that point. And if you're not an athlete, if you're not a competitor, I'll tell you this. If I was booed, I'd be like, you know what? I gave my body for that game, and this is this is it. Maybe at the end of the game that would have been okay, but like they were ringing down in the third and the fourth. So I can totally understand his frustration because the Bombers are still a good good team. They just had a bad game. Nichols had a bad game, and they'll bounce back. Yeah, it's bizarre they turned on him so quick. And I just don't like fickle sports fans. Yeah. Let's face it. I'm a Bears fan. You're a Browns fan. <laughs> like, if I turned on my team, which I could have done a very – like, I had to suffer through Jay Cutler, for God's oh. sake. So, and look at you. I don't mean, start me on quarterbacks, man. I, know, I, won't, I won't. I won't start you on QBs. <laughs> but all I'm saying is you stick with your team thick and thin. Yeah. yeah, at the end of the game, sure, boo him off the field, do whatever you like. But to boo him specifically for that long in the game, I just personally didn't like it. No. And, Kate, well, I want you to be able to get a plug-in for Her Mark Canada. I got a daughter. A daughter. I'm so proud of the work you've done with this. Can you tell people just quick a uh, little bit about it and, and just how they can find out more? Absolutely. So it's a one-day girls empowering summit that I established last year. This was our second year was held at MLSE Launchpad. We brought in 200 girls that had applied to come to the day, and they were selected because they had exemplary leadership um, in their school or in their community. And they came in. We took them through a fitness circuit with 12 Olympians. We had some special Jeez. guests, some speakers in. They learned about food, nutrition, and really just we we discussed like everyday issues that I think that girls 15 to 18 year olds 
go through. So it's just, it's such an amazing day and I love what the girls take away from it. And I truly hope that these are our female leaders uh, in the future, because if they are, then this country is in really good hands. So we just want it to get bigger and better every single year. That's exactly what happened this year. And I, cu- I couldn't be more proud of the initiative. Well, and you yeah. can go to uh, hermark.ca. We'll uh, open up nominations for next year, but that probably won't be for a few months. We normally take a breather for a bit. Right. Yeah, no kidding. We, uh, and then we get back at it. Oh, Kate, so proud of you again. And great catching up with you. Let's do it again soon. Awesome. Thank you, Andy. There she is, Kate Burness, Sports Center, CFL on TSN panel. Check her out on Twitter at Kate Burness. Later on in the show and behind the helmet, Terrell Sutton of the Montreal Alouettes. But up next, it is Scott Collin from TSN.ca, CFL Power Rankings and Fantasy Tips coming at you. CFL Weekly across the TSN radio network. L. Welcome back to CFL Weekly across the TSN Radio Network. Andy McNamara with you on Twitter at AndyMC81. Instagram, too, at AndyMCSports. Don't forget, folks, get that medium feast pizza off. If you've never tried a Domino's medium feast pizza, do yourself a favor. Go get it. $10.99 only. Medium feast pizza. Check out the boneless chicken, the pasta, the marble cookie brownie, all the good stuff at dominoes.ca. Let's get into some CFL power rankings and CFL fantasy tips with my guy, TSN.C, Scott Collins. Scotty, how are you? Awesome. How are you doing, Andy? Doing well, sir. So let's begin on the power ranking side. Let's mix it up uh-huh. a little bit here. And you look at Edmonton did what we figured Edmonton would do when we chatted last week against the mm-hmm. Alouettes. But one of the wildcard teams in the power rankings was the BC Lions and the other, the Toronto Argos. Because, Scotty, both were kind of in that phase where, okay, they could make a jump up. They could fall back. We weren't quite sure. What did the Argos 24-23 win over the Lions do for both those teams in your rankings? Well, I think what it, what it does is it gives us reason to be hopeful for the Argos. Um, you know, Getting that the the first win that they got under McLeod Bethel Constant, you you don't want to attribute too much to that. I mean, one, it took a, a pretty big comeback to get it, um, so you don't want to just say, oh well, the, you know, the Argonauts are fixed and everything is great. Um, you know, let let's see them string a few of these together. Well, now they've they've won their second in a row, um, and you know. It, on one hand, I sit here and say, yes, you know, you can be more optimistic and uh, you should be encouraged by it. Uh, at the same time, you know, it's a one-point win at home against the BC team that is still sort of teetering on the brink of, uh, you know, hanging in the middle portion of the power rankings and falling off into uh, Montreal-Toronto territory. Mm-hmm. So, like, basically, to me, it closes the gap. Like, I, I, I still don't, I still have BC ranked ahead of Toronto, um, but you know, ever so slightly at this point compared to um, where we were last week when, um, you know, the Argos were a much more uncertain uh, situation. And and I guess the more we see out of McLeod Bethel-Thompson, the more, you know, it looks like he is a competent uh, quarterback in this league. Uh, that gives the Argos a chance to move up. And, and not, not only in, in the rankings, but like the, the standings in the CFL East are, are you know, kind of wide open uh, beyond Ottawa. So, so if the Argos are going to start stringing together some wins, you know, they, they have something to play for. And uh, that's not necessarily what I would have thought of them even, you know, three weeks ago. So that's, uh, that's progress. Oh, no doubt. And when we look at, you mentioned the Ottawa Red Blacks, Scotty, we might be starting to get into that conversation where the Red Blacks are legit. Cause we've been talking mm-hmm. about, okay, 
for Ottawa, inconsistent, up and down. You know, can they can they string it together? And especially off of Trevor Harris. Well, this team, um, look, they haven't lost since uh, Calgary, July 12. They've been on a run, and Trevor Harris has been gunslinging it. 361, one TD. Like the the Red Blacks are one thing in the power rankings, but can we start elevating Trevor Harris a little bit up the quarterback hierarchy? Yeah, I think so. And this is, uh, we spent the early portion of the season going, oh, is one week good, one week bad? Mm-hmm. It's up and down and up and down uh, with Trevor Harris and the Red Blacks. Well, we've gone from up and down, up and down to up, up, up for the last little while. And, and so, yeah, I, I agree that um, both the Red Blacks, I mean, the Red Blacks as a team, they're, they're climbing in the rankings, but also Harris uh, as a quarterback. You know, I don't, I don't think we've, you know, I don't know that anybody's pushing uh, Mike Riley uh, as the top quarterback in the league, but I think you probably can put Harris in the in that next tier. Um, you know, with Bo Levi Mitchell, and um, at this point, it might just be Bo Levi Mitchell. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because there's you know trouble troubles abound at the position uh, in cases of injuries, or, or say a guy like Matt Nichols, who had a really nice year last year, hasn't uh, quite found his groove since returning to the the Blue Bombers lineup. So I, I do kind of look at it as that you know Harris moves moves into. Uh, I guess you know maybe not the top tier because I think Riley's alone on that tier. But in the next tier, I think I think Harris belongs there. And uh, it was the the early season struggles that kind of held him out for a little while uh, in terms of you know maybe getting that credit. But uh, I think he, he's played well enough both you know recently, but go back you know multiple years where he's he's had some of the um, most efficient passing numbers in the league, and uh, I, I think he, he probably deserves to that kind of credit. Uh, I'm not sure he's necessarily received that kind of household name recognition in, in the way that I, I I think his numbers would justify. Right, and that hey, if he keeps it up, then that recognition will come with time. Exactly. Uh, in conversation with uh, Scott Cullen from TSN.ca, check out his power rankings on TSN.ca on Twitter at TSN Scott Cullen. Okay, Scotty, let's go to the CFL fantasy tips. And as we were gushing about Trevor Harris, well, guess what? You can't pick him in fantasy this week because <laughs> Ottawa's on the bye. Isn't that the way? So now we look at maybe quarterback value. McLeod Bethel Thompson, Montreal. Hey, this is Scotty. It's an easy mm-hmm. conversation to have. You pick who the Alouettes are playing. We keep saying it every week. McLeod Bethel Thompson, 6000 bucks. Is this a smart play this week? <laughs> I'm inclined to say yes. <laughs> you know, like I, 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 you know, we've only seen a couple of starts from McLeod Bethel Thompson, but this is you're you're much more playing against Montreal than you are playing uh, for McLeod Bethel Thompson. I think in uh, in this case, but at that price, I mean, six thousand dollars for a starting quarterback going against a, a struggling team. I, I think you you could certainly do worse um, than making that play this week. It's you're right. It's it's not. Um, it's not a great week uh, to be looking uh, for for a quarterback. I don't. I don't think. But uh, if you want to really kind of save your value, I think McLeod Bethel Thompson six thousand isn't a bad play at all. And like we talked about in past weeks, we're, we're coupling uh, maybe a value quarterback with a mm-hmm. star. I'm wondering, James Wilder Jr. He's been mm-hmm. up and down this year, but he popped for 91 yards rushing and Montreal. Right, the medicine for what ails you. Yeah, I was going to say James Wilder Jr. is one that I, I was you know marked. For this week, he he uh, has been fairly productive uh, over the last month or so. Uh, even in games where he didn't uh, put up big rushing yardage, he's, he's been able to get out and get some yardage in uh, the receiving game. So uh, I think Wilder Jr. is um, you know, he's not he's not cheap. You know, he's over ninety one hundred uh, dollars on the salary cap. Uh, but you know, I think there's 
a pretty pretty good chance. I mean, we're, we're at about five or six weeks in a row where he's he's been double digits in points. Uh, several of those weeks up over twenty, and so. Uh, yeah, that, that that's worth a shot to me because I think there there are some options if you want to go, um, you know, for an inexpensive running back. Otherwise, you know, we talked about uh, Romar Morris last week, um, and you know the, the the fact that Romar Morris was was a useful. Uh, player at his price is, is one thing, uh, but then you get like uh, Edmonton has you know Shaquille Johnson um, steps in there and, and gives you this you know kind of unexpected production that you know maybe maybe you can find that again um, or sorry Shaquille Johnson Shaquille Cooper right um, Cooper yeah right sorry uh, but if he goes and um, you know he's still a bargain in the game and so if you want if he if he's going to get uh, a chance to play this week. Obviously, you have to keep track of who's who's in the lineup. Um, but you know, it's when you when you can hit on one of those guys who's um, a super bargain like that. Um, that makes a real difference in your week. Well, and you want to make sure that this week you keep an eye on the two other stars at the top in the running back position because it goes Harris at ten thousand two eighty eight on the CFL TSN fantasy game, Wilder, and then Jeremiah Johnson. And Jeremiah Johnson burst back onto the scene last week, which might lead some people to say, "Hey, go grab him." Got to keep in mind those. Scotty, that's Saskatchewan run defense, one of the best. Yeah, and and thing with Johnson, I mean, he's been battling injuries all season. Yeah, yeah, right. Is, is that I, I I've been wary about adding him because you know you get him get him back in, and he and if he gets hurt early, and all of a sudden you're you're back on um, you know in a tough spot with in terms of that week's production, and so. You're right, but you're right. You know the, that Rough Riders uh, run defense won't be an easy touch for him this week, and, and that's that's why I, I'm kind of inclined to go Wilder Jr. and then find a real bargain running back uh, for the other spot. Right, and I'm with you on Shaquille Cooper as long as, as you said, track the health of C.J. Gable because he's four thousand mm-hmm. bucks. So you got to love that. Uh, I'm going to pop in the Argos D, even though it's been really <laughs> up and down. Hey, the, the formula works, man. If you want to win, sometimes the easy answer is the right answer, right? So <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll go defense there. What about wide receiver here, Scotty? Because the Argos won. I don't want. I never like going too heavy with one team. But <laughs> my gosh, Andy, this is this is your anti-Montreal West podcast. I'm sorry. I'm t- listen, look, win, win another game, okay? And yeah. wait, listen, wait, wait, Scotty, when you're popping out Antonio Pipkin for me at quarterback, what am I supposed to do here? Right? Yeah. Come on. <laughs> I know you're gonna you have a, a roster full of Argos and uh, yeah, all the eggs in that basket. Um, yeah, I. Like Anthony Coombs, he came back and and he had a nice first game. Yeah, and, and and look, you can you can probably find some value. Like I, I certainly none of the I'd be wary of S J Green. Not I mean, yeah. maybe he'll have a decent game. Just that he hasn't been consistent at all this year. That that you should feel comfortable spending a uh, was he almost sixty eight hundred dollars? Mm-hmm. You know, but a guy like you said, a guy like Coombs who's just around three thousand dollars to fill maybe a flex spot like that. That's probably worthwhile. Um, you know, at, at wide receiver, I'm, I, you know, if you want to go high end, Daryl Walker is still a, a pretty high end option. I think Devaris Daniels isn't a bad one uh, in Calgary. Um, he's under six thousand, and hmm. um, you know, they, look, the Stan Peters, they they don't kind of feed one guy, so it's not as though Daniels is a, a sure thing. But you know, Kamar Jordan is also a really good option, but he's more expensive, and I think Daniels um, at the cheaper price might be might be worth a play there too. Yeah, and he's had a couple of, actually, I think, um, just looking here, four double-digit fantasy weeks 
going back. So it's not just like a, a, a one-off, right? So he and unlike Saskatchewan right now is that Caleros who they won the game because of all three aspects of of their of their team. The uh, Calgary puts up touchdowns, and they are going to be looking for some revenge. So they might they might be looking to ball out. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, Calgary gets uh, surprised a little bit with with that loss. You have to think that they're, um, you know, that they'll be sharper again this week, and uh, you know, and, and particularly, you know, giving up forty points—that's that, a stunning development for a, a Stampeders team that had really just been shutting teams down uh, all season. So to give up forty in one game is. Uh, Pretty pretty big development, but I, I I would expect them to the Stampeders to be uh, a pretty potent op- uh, opposition for for Winnipeg this week, and, and that's a tough spot for Winnipeg, being that they're already coming off a loss and uh, having to go into Calgary is. Um, yeah, not not a great place to get healthy. That's for sure. No, and you mentioned Matt Nichols a little bit earlier, Scotty. Mm-hmm. In the, the fantasy numbers, it's almost like he's reverting a little bit back to game manager Matt Nichols. And yeah. I don't want to put that yeah. on him because we've seen what he can do, so that's not necessarily fair. But uh, this will be fascinating to see how he overcomes commenting outwardly that the booing from the Winnipeg crowd it affected him, and I wonder how that affects the rest of the offense. Sure, sure. Like, and and you can understand that there's frustration, right? When a, a a guy, especially a guy who's battled injuries, you know, that you know he feels like he he's laying his body on the line to uh, get out there and play, and and the results aren't quite what what he would like, and certainly not what the fans would like. And um, when when you get that negative feedback, uh, obviously you know, there's disappointment involved. And uh, but as you say, I think what we saw from Matt Nichols last year was. Um, more impressive than what we've seen so far this year, and, and that's that's where the, the disappointment really uh, lies. Is that you know last year, it, and we talked early last season about well, Matt Nichols seems like a game manager and maybe doesn't uh, you know doesn't necessarily win them games, and then you know he did. He went out and put up big numbers, and you, you could have the opinion starting to turn a little bit on Matt Nichols as uh, maybe a higher end quarterback than just a guy who, who manages the game. And as you say, now maybe we're reverting back a little bit to, uh, to the game manager. And so I guess we'll, we will see how, uh, how this plays down the second half of the season. But, you know, if, if he, if he plays like he did last year, the booze will go away and, <laughs> and everybody should be happy about it. Everyone will love him. And one more for you here, Scotty, on the fantasy side. Uh, we talked about the value of McLeod Bethel Thompson with the Argos. And I'm not going to make any calls to correct the people at CFL.ca or TSN to, to correct the fantasy number. Travis Lule is still cheaper than Johnny Manziel, even though he's not been putting up the big touchdown numbers. Uh, that is still another great value buy against. Uh, it's a tough Saskatchewan team, but through the air they can be had. Sure, and that's. I mean, I, I don't know. I, John, Johnny's price hanging where it is right now. I, I, I don't know whether they've kind of he gets a free pass now because he's injured and they're not not changing off that. But uh, in some ways, if I if if I was uh, setting the prices, I would I would want Mandel at a cheaper price to try and lure more buyers. Yeah. Um, but in yeah, just in in comparative terms, as you say, Travis Lule at sixty six hundred bucks. That's a that's a pretty good price for a guy who's proven that he can put up uh, some yardage. You know. And they haven't had huge games uh, since he's taken over so far this year, but he had some games last year passing for 400 plus. Sure, he did. And, yeah, and, and and so to get that even that upside uh, for a guy who's a little over 6,600 on the on the salary cap game, that's uh, like you say, it's pretty good value play. Scotty, thank you so much as always, man. We'll do it again soon. Sounds good. Thank you, Randy.
That was Scott Cullen from TSN.ca. Check out all his fine work there and on Twitter at TSN Scott Cullen. We'll come back, wrap up the show with my game picks, and also Milt Stiegel from the CFL and TSN. I chatted with him earlier on what the heck is going on with Deron Carter. Is he going to play anywhere this year in the CFL? We wrap up the show next here across the TSN radio network. Back to wrap things up here on CFL Weekly across the TSN Radio Network. Getting ready for Week 11 in the Canadian Football League. Delivered by Domino's. Get a medium pizza for $10.99. All those delicious toppings. Check out all the great deals. Carry-out delivery. Marbled cookie brownie for dessert. Boneless chicken pasta. Side dishes. All the different options. Domino's.ca. Joining me now from the Montreal Alouettes running back Terrell Sutton. You're an accomplished performer here, but we want to get to know you a little bit better. That's why behind the helmet. So, first of all, when you're on the road with teammates, you're not studying film, what do you do for fun? On the road? Yeah. Oh, man, we usually end up going to check out some of, the, some of the restaurants that we don't have here in Montreal. For instance, we might get to go to a Cactus Club or ah. a Pizza 73 or, or the... the the famous Chipotle. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> now, uh, Terrell, I see you're from Akron, Ohio, home of uh, one LeBron James. Are you uh, yes, uh, now? Are you a LeBron fan? Like, like do of you kind of support wherever he goes? Yeah, of course. We grew up together. We played against each other. Absolutely, got to support the home team. That's awesome. And what do you make? Just a quick side of that school he's setting up in Akron. That's remarkable, isn't it? Hey, man, greatness. Oh, just un- absolutely unbelievable. So, for you, Terrell, TV-wise, if you're lo- you're looking to binge a-, a Netflix, whatever, do you have an all-time a go-to a TV show or something you- you're watching now? Oh, man, um, I'm in. I'm into Snowfall right now. I'm not sure if you're into that one. No, but, uh, I'm into Snowfall. Uh, Better Call Saul is a good one. Oh, I love that one. Uh, Ballers. Yes. But whenever I'm trying to just have background noise to go to sleep, got to go with The Office. There you go. <laughs> office is a classic. <laughs> you gotta go with office. Now with Ballers, are you uh, an, an old school wrestling fan with The Rock being in there? Yeah, I'm an old school rock fan. Absolutely. Him and Stone Cold. Yes. By the time when I stopped watching it, absolutely. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. So who is who was your favorite? Was it The Rock? Was there? Oh, it was talk? The Rock. Oh, absolutely, it was The Rock. But uh, oh yeah, absolutely. He was the he was the most electrifying man in sports yeah. entertainment. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> Perfect. Now, uh, when you when you first came to Montreal, for for some sometimes for people from the United States, you go to Montreal. It's a bit of a culture shock. Not only is it a different oh, country, different language, different style. What was the biggest shock to you coming up into Montreal and into the CFL? Uh, you named it, man. Just seeing every type of person out here speaking multiple languages, not just French, but they speak uh, Creole, Spanish. French, English, <laughs> anything you can freaking think of. There's a melting pot around here. When you, so that's being in Montreal, taking the field, playing the CFL game. What stood out to you when you first went on? You're like, whoa, this is for real. This is a, it's a big field, man. <laughs> <laughs> you can't really get around to the edge anybody. Um, lots of people like trying to, um, in the NFL, they like playing you um, north and south, but here they like covering east to west. Okay, okay, I got you. Yeah, and, and that's what I hear from a lot of Americans playing just the size of the field and really the conditioning. You have to be at another level, don't you? Oh, absolutely, because um, a lot of the uh, the places the, the play call is only twenty seconds. That's so that's half the time of uh, of uh, college and NFL. So you kind of really have to be on your horse and be in a, a little bit better shape than uh, than down in the states. 
Gotcha, gotcha. Now, uh, Terrell, let's play a little fantasy here, okay? Now, we'll, we're going to look. We're going to say, all right, you got a, a blank check, and the ownership group comes to you. Terrell, we appreciate you, man. You're going to be able to travel anywhere you want on the planet. Where are you going? Oh. Oh, can I just pocket the money and stay at home? <laughs> That is a smart businessman. <laughs> Pick Australia and then just pocket the cash. <laughs> no, it's it's a plane ticket. They bought it. You got to go somewhere. <laughs> oh, man. That's the best answer yet, though. I like that. <laughs> I don't even know yet. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> have, you, have you done a lot of traveling at all? No, uh, I got the book. Though I kind of went to Europe for the first time. Uh, oh. The first time off of uh, off of the the continent for the first time last uh, off season. So I'm looking to do that a little bit more. Where did you go in Europe? Uh, Spain and uh, Netherlands. Netherlands. Now I, yeah. I haven't been to either of those of those places. Now Spain, I hear is nice and nice and hot. The beaches, but how is the Netherlands? Oh, it's amazing. Yeah, absolutely amazing. Um, a lot of a lot of hail that was going on over there. Oh, but uh, it's really laissez-faire and just real down to earth. Kind of like here, you know, live and let live. Just right. do what you do. Just don't harm anybody. In conversation with Terrell Sutton of the Montreal Alouettes, running back out of Akron, Ohio, Northwestern's the school. Uh, Terrell, when you have a comfort food, off-season, you're training, but yeah, you know, you allow a little cheat time. What's your What's your comfort food? Your go-to? I want to feel better food. Um, man, my grippos. I don't have them here, oh. but anytime I go home, I got to get my my grippos. That's a it's a it's a bag. It's a brand of potato chips that only. Midwestern to Ohio people will know about. Grippos. You ask a few people about the locker room. I have, I have thrown a couple of bags in the locker room, and I have gotten people uh, addicted. I actually had one person ask me when, when those barbecue chips were coming back into the into the locker room. <laughs> really? So I've got, I've got to get a shipment of Grippos. Wow. In the locker room soon. Well, I make a, a yearly uh, journey to Cleveland to see my Browns play every year, so I'm going to try to look for a Grippos this season. You better. Grippos. Okay. Okay. I like I like that. And, and Terrell, if there's a, a hobby or something somebody, a fan might not know about you, might surprise them about Terrell Sutton. What's what's a hobby? What's an activity you do people might not think about? Um, I play a lot of video games. Oh. Okay. Uh, what type? You, you, you do Madden? No, I don't do Madden. I play it in real life, so I kind of don't really play in, uh, in fantasy. Yeah, and, and you know what? I hear it's either one of both ways. Uh, uh, one of two ways there. Either the players love playing Madden, or it's like like you said, like I'm at football all the time. I can't. Yeah, no, I didn't. No, I don't. I don't play Madden. Uh, which games do you play then? Uh, NBA. Ah, okay. As um, LeBron, of course, right? Yeah, of course. Switching I'm up to the Lakers. Uh, Detroit become human. It's a lot of um, player choice type of, type of games. Um, one where you. You kind of delve into the story and you get lost into the characters and you forget that it's a video game. Nice, nice. So like um, The Last of Us. Oh, okay, I've heard of that one. I haven't played it, though. Yeah, no, amazing video game. Beautiful. Well, Terrell, you know what? Thank you so much for taking the time. Great to get to know you a little bit, and good luck the rest of the season. Thank you very much, Andy. Have a good one. All right, there he goes. We're running back Terrell Sutton of the Montreal Alouettes as they get ready to take on the Argonauts Friday night. Okay, folks, that'll do it for another week of CFL Weekly. If you missed any episodes, go to your local TSN radio website. Under the Shows section, you'll see CFL Weekly. I'll also post it on Twitter, at AndyMC81, on Instagram, at AndyMCSports. It's also on iTunes, so you got yourself covered all the way. You've been listening to CFL Weekly across the TSN radio network. Enjoy the games, folks.